Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I do want to just change the focus a little bit today. Um, talk about something different and, and that is our streets and whether or not they've become too cluttered. And I suppose in particular with street signs, because it's something a lot of you have been getting in touch with us about. Um, these are the, you know, the signs between given directions and poles and bollards and cycle lanes and the footpaths even being quite difficult to navigate. Often some of the main issues cited by listeners. Gavin is with us in the programme today. Gavin, well, what's your view? Are the streets too cluttered? Yeah, hi. Um yeah, no, I just, I, I've, I've been going around the city recently taking pictures of random street signs and, I don't think people realise enough how much clutter is in the streets and how many redundant street signs we have around the place, which are completely pointless, and I don't think anybody pays any attention to them. But, yeah, there's some terrible examples around Dublin, and if I'm lucky enough to travel to cities across Europe, and you just don't see this level of motorway signs and clutter and street signage all over the place. Um, And recently we've had a proliferation of plastic wands and all manner of <clears throat> um, motorway-type signage all over the city, and it just looks absolutely dreadful. Uh, I know this is a frivolous issue, maybe relating to your last issue, but it's just something that I think a lot of people are starting, starting to um, become conscious of. Yeah. Because obviously, as we, as, as we walk around our city and we're, we're, we're trying to be more active in our cities, and it's, um, it's just becoming a, a massive problem. If you look at College Green, for example, it's like... A, like a forest of signs, it's a complete mess. Like, what kind of signs, Gavin? Just, I suppose, paint a picture for, for people maybe that aren't familiar. Well, there's loads, I mean, there's, there's loads of good examples of signs uh, where, you know, say the, a dead-end street, but the, the, the sign has been pointing the wrong way for maybe five or six years. Um, the signs to the airport at Parnell Square, as if, you know, you need to, have, have to get to the airport from Parnell Square. Um and then now, obviously, recently with um, the, the increase of cyclists, with cyclists in the city, which I absolutely fully um, support mm. and, and recommend, we've had a, a proliferation of these um, these plastic wands all over the city, um, which is, you know, and there's, there's a range of other ones. There's stop, stop, there's stop car, uh, car drivers parking on uh, footpaths. You have a range of um, kind of motorway-style signs being plonked into uh, the, the footpaths. Take, okay. for example, the top of um, Grafton Street. Uh, near Stephen's Green is a recent example of it. 53106 is the number if you agree with Gavin here on the programme today. Um, I just want to bring in another listener as well, Gavin, who got in touch. Dara is on the line. Dara, have you noticed this increase in, well, street clutter? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'd agree with everything that Gavin has said. I mean, I think it'd be impossible not to notice the street clutter at this stage. There are just so many poles, signs, bollards and more signs absolutely everywhere you go. I don't think College Green has ever looked worse. I don't think O'Connell Street has ever looked worse. As Gavin says as well, you know, you go to other cities, and it'll sound like a broken record because I'll keep saying it, you go to other cities and they're just able to manage it so much better. I was in London only around two weeks ago, which has a population, you know, 10 times the size of ours. And just first of all, the cleanliness really actually stuck out, despite the fact that there's so many more people, but also just the lack of signs. They didn't need signs every 10 or 15 metres telling you, you know, really, really obvious things. And uh, you're asking Gavin, like, what are some of these useless signs or excess signs? Yeah. I mean, now we have, I don't know if you've seen them, but that blue sign to tell you that you're on a pavement. 
So they've been like <laughs> polite everywhere because God knows how we realised what a pavement was for up until now. But now you just see them everywhere. Um, and then there's been loads of new 30 kilometre signs to tell people where they're in a 30 kilometre zone. But you zone, see, I can tell you, Daryl, right, if we didn't have the signs up to tell people that you're in the 30 kilometre zone, we will spend tomorrow and the next day talking to motorists, giving out hell about the fact that these signs aren't there to tell them that because it, they probably got it, speeding points and they didn't know they were in the 30 kilometre zone. But the problem is, is that there are so many 30 kilometre speeding zones, it would now be better to just simply tell people where they cannot drive at 30 kilometers so it'd be better to you know get rid of all the 30 kilometers signs and just say hey here's where you can drive at 50 kilometers instead um but it, it, and then some of those you know 30 kilometers signs are going up in front of laneways and crannies where it's actually impossible to even get to 30 kilometers in the first place unless you're in some type of space shuttle but it's just you know the city i think has never looked worse and um, i think i was on maybe last week talking about the dirt uh, but this kind of adds to just the sense of dublin looking like unfortunately not a, a very pretty city and of course all these signs and poles cost money uh, i'm just fascinated to know where all of this budget comes from because if you say to dubliners you know what you want they'll want public toilets they'll want cleaner streets they'll want a better guard presence and we'll be told that there's not enough money the money isn't there uh, that the property tax needs to be increased if we want it but yes every day it seems like there is thousands of euro to spend on erecting signs but like i suppose the way I look at it is the signs aren't for, you know, us or people who live in that area. Are the signs, though, Gavin, not for tourists? I, I think it'd be very hard as a tourist to see the woods and the trees with the amount of signs we have in the city, to be honest with you. I mean, these days where people are using apps and mobile phones and all of a range of other um, apparatus to find a way around, these signs have become increasingly redundant. I mean, I just don't believe that we need the level of signage we do and it's impossible. Like even driving around the city, when I drive around the city, I mean, who looks at all these signs? They're, they're, most of them are completely irrelevant. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's beyond a joke at this stage. I mean, Dublin City Council, I agree, fully with Dara, I mean, Dublin City Council must have an unlimited budget for, 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 for motorway signs in the city and other signs in the city. I mean, we have a public realm strategy in the city. And it talks about decluttering and doing an audit of all mm. these streets to remove all these poles and signs. And they're also hazards for mobility impaired yeah, people, I know. For people for, for, for walking around. And it's just, just they're everywhere. If Fianna Fáil councillor Seamus McGrath is on the line as well, because Seamus, I understand in, in Carrigaline, you're trying to actually get rid of this street clutter. How are you doing that? Yeah, good afternoon. Um, so... Carrigaline is, is a town of approximately 18,000, 19,000 people. We're, we're awaiting the census figures for the updated figures. But traditionally, it would have been a smaller village and it, it grew um, over the last number of decades. Um, so we, we have essentially one main street um, and it has become cluttered, uh, without a doubt. We are fortunate in Carrigaline, though, that we've undertaken um, a public realm plan, a transportation of public realm plan, and it has very detailed proposals in relation to the main street, the existing main street, um, and certainly part and parcel of that is to declutter it, uh, make it a more friendly environment um, for everybody, but in particular for people with mobility challenges, for people visually impaired and so on like that. Um, and look, I suppose it's quite simple, to be perfectly honest. We're trying to widen the footpaths. We're trying to get rid of unnecessary clutter on the footpaths. Um, you know, we would have overhead cables, for example, so we're trying to put them underground so that removes poles. Um things like bins, you know, put them in the proper locations where they're not creating obstructions for people to pass by and so on like that. 
so it, it's just to design it in a more modern day style, I suppose. Um, but at the end of the day, you do need white pads and you do need to be able to facilitate um, you, you do need to be able to facilitate that design. But I, listening to your speakers there, look, mm-hmm. I, I certainly agree. There is a lot of clutter and um, we need to think about what is absolutely necessary to put in place in terms of signage and where there is a need for signage. You know, we need to be very careful about where that signage is located. Um, so it does require a lot of thought. And I think what, what's being said there basically is there isn't always a lot of thought goes into it. Um, so it is an issue. And as I said, you know, able-bodied people like, like myself might be fine. But if you have mobility challenges, uh, if you're visually impaired and so on like that, it, it's a very, very significant yeah. issue. Then. Well, as, as, as Dara said there, I mean, like throwing up a sign to tell you you're on a pavement, probably a bit pointless, like. Yeah, look, when when you do walk a street and you're conscious of this and you're looking, you, you, you do see a lot of signs. And unfortunately, every sign requires a pole and the pole isn't, you know, part on the footpath and so on like that. So it does create obstructions and it does it does re- reduce the space you have for mobility and so on like that. Um, and, and it just, I think it just, we need to plan, we need to design better and okay. we need to look at what is absolutely necessary. Yeah. And very often there's a proliferation of signs Maybe we could condense them down, yeah, use cut them, cut them back. Signs. Well, yeah. Gavin made the point there as well, Seamus. I mean, sure, there's signs of advertising places and stuff that's redundant and closed, and absolutely no need for that at all. Uh, Connell has gotten in touch too. Well, Connell, what, what's your view? Are the streets too cluttered? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I think what I always find amazing is people come back from travelling abroad, and they will tell you how other cities seem to be able to operate a city without the need for 20 poles. It just, it's bananas. You go down the keys, there's a bus lane on the left-hand side. You know it's a bus lane because there's buses driving down it, but also it's painted on the ground that it's a bus lane. And every 50 metres, they will tell you, by the way, this is still a bus lane. Yeah, and you have a sign then. Oh, yeah. You get to the bus stop, all of a sudden, there's not one pole for a bus stop. There's two, one owned by uh, Transfer for Ireland and the other owned by Dublin Bus. And I can guarantee you there's probably an empty pole beside those two poles just to keep a company. You've got a Capel Street and Mary Street, the amount of signs to tell you that there's lights coming up that you can see 20 metres, 30 metres, 50 metres ahead. We just, I, I always make the joke that someone in Dublin County Council must have a brother who has a signage and pole company and it must be on the take for it because we have so right, many no, right. for no reason at all. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure all the I's no, to be did, dotted yeah. and T's crossed and all of that, oh, yeah. Connell, oh, before they can erect poles and signs. <laughs> I, I doubt that's the case now, but I'm, I'm sure the whole thing is to be documented. But look, I do take your point, though, around, you know, there have been too many poles and, and signs and, you know, relevant signs, as texters say, to tell you you're in the bus lane, sure you know you're in the bus other, lane. Other get, cities get around the world seem to be able to do it, but for some reason, for some reason, here in Dublin or in Cork or in Limerick, we seem to make... And you know what I think it is? Well, it's, we don't have that... Uh, as, a, as citizens, that love for a city that we really should have. Because okay. if we did, you wouldn't have the clutter, the dirt, okay. the lack well, of maybe seat, the, the dereliction... Maybe that's a topic even, uh, Connell, for for another day, you know, on, on whether or not we really, really do love uh, love our cities. Paint speed limits on the roads in the city centre is a suggestion coming in from uh, this texture here. A simple solution to removing the unwanted poles and signs. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.